are live, folks. Yes. <laughs> so this is actually episode 11. This is the finale. So we completed season one. I cannot believe it, but I'm really excited. And uh, this conversation is going to be one that is needed per usual. And it does connect to hashtag protect black women. Welcome to Space Time and Energy, first and foremost, a podcast where we use our voice to amplify the voices of others and the work of others, specifically within the Black community throughout the entire diaspora. We are your hosts at Chantal Adana and this is Jada Price, and you can find me on Instagram at Hat Hippies. Perfect. And today's topic is the infamous scandal between Jada and Will Smith and their entanglement. Yes, I'm going to use that word because I low-key feel like it's super funny. And I thought that was very interesting that she used that in the interview. But we also have a special guest who's going to join the conversation. Very informal, but just definitely want to talk about this serious topic, which is hashtag protect Black women. We have Sydney Jakes, my friend. She's a learning specialist at Temple University, Nancy and Donald Academic Sports Center for Student Athletes. And she's also a licensed and eligible counselor. We have Thank her you for well. having me. <laughs> Yes, of course. This is going to be a great conversation um, because you and I were speaking earlier about just the hashtag protect black women and how we have essentially been undermined in so many of the movements that we've started and how as black women as a whole, we're just undervalued. I want to start this conversation today speaking about Jada and Will Smith. I did not watch August Alcina's full interview. I couldn't get through it, but I did watch the important parts. <laughs> but I did watch when Jada brought herself to the red table. And my main point for today, me personally, I want you guys to bring up your own points as well, is the fact that she's a Black woman. Technically, she stepped out of her marriage, but to her defense, her and Will definitely said that they were apparently going towards the, the road of divorce. Like, that's how done they were. And so I think my issue is the response specifically from Black Twitter or Black people, specifically from Black women, and how they dragged her and basically tore her to shreds and her reputation and just she wasn't worthy anymore because of what she did, but nobody was looking at the facts of it. And I, I don't say that if any woman did that, they wouldn't, you know, uh, be so quick to drag her because she is a woman, because I, there definitely is a double standard with a man and a woman when it comes to things of that nature. But specifically as a black woman, I think the comments and the ideology around the nature of stepping out of your marriage or cheating in general, they're a lot heavier and strenuous on the Black woman than any other race. And I guess my biggest question is why is that? And my bigger question is why is that from Black women? Like, why do you feel as though as a Black woman, you have the right to sit there and tear her down for what she did when you weren't First of all, you weren't in her shoes. You have no idea what that relationship is or was. She is a celebrity, so they've been in the spotlight forever. You know, there's a lot of things to consider with that situation. So why is your first reaction 
to call her a slut, to call her a homewrecker, to shame her and bash her and say she doesn't care about her family and her children. Why is that your ideology? Why do you think that way? And so that's, that's what I want to talk about today, because I don't have the answers. I would like to know. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I don't know. Yeah, th- this situation, honestly, there are a lot of different components to consider. First and foremost, considering, I think the biggest thing that I noticed off the bat was people were criticizing the age gap. And criticizing where August was mentally at the age that he was, because we all know that men develop already at a slower pace, you know, just based on genetics, just based on how we were created, women typically are more advanced mentally at certain stages than men are. At the age of 23, you have to think he would, he would have been 23 at that time. And just thinking about me being around that age and the things that I've been through, the things I've seen my friends go through, where they were mentally, were they actually mentally stable and have the mental capacity to be able to have this kind of mature relationship because this relationship wasn't just, I don't think in my, and honest to God, I don't think that Jada's intentions were to, manipulate or to you know negatively impact him I don't think that this was an intentional move on her part I don't think it was a smart move on her part (laughs) but I definitely don't think it was intentional because on the flip side her being where she is regardless of age she's in her 40s or so just thinking of where everybody expects you to be a certain place when you're at a certain age you know there's a certain expectation and I feel like black women that expectation is pushed more heavily on us. You know, just think of the R. Kelly situation. And I know this is kind of like, this is a different kind of path, but it's the same concept because a lot of people were criticizing the young girls who were really young at that time. And these are young black girls and they're saying, well, she should have known better. She should have this, she should have that. And like, nobody's thinking of the bigger picture. The fact that, you know, where their age are, what we're expecting from them. And this comes from, being forced to have children young and all those kinds of things way back in the day, like decades ago, that this mentality is still here. Like us as women, because people expect us to be more along the lines of maturity. Right. That, that I think that's the biggest reason. So for him, I don't know, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of having that argument within myself because it's like, I understand where he is mentally, but then again, I understand where she is mentally, where she would have been if she's thinking her marriage is completely over. Come on. You guys really think that Will didn't have his little things going on too? That's my thing. Nobody's even thinking about that. Everybody's completely looking over that fact and just bashing her because they want to. People want to bash Black people, like Black women. People want to. Like, I am thoroughly convinced that people want to because they don't look at the the full facts of it. They don't think of Black women as a human being. They think of them as just an object. And we have this expectation that's put up against it. There's this specific way that we're supposed to look and act and where we're supposed to be at a certain age and all this kind of stuff. I think people are really taken aback by the situation because we glorify celebrities when you glorify relationships 
But then when you don't fully understand the full aspect of marriage or being in a committed relationship or waking up with somebody for 20 plus years and never seeing anybody else, or maybe you have it, you know, it all depends on your arrangement, whatever you have going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand that. They don't have the mental capacity to understand how this couple may not have actually divorced or may have their own kind of agreements within their relationship. So it comes from a lot of ignorance yeah. who think they know the answers and, oh, I would have did this, or I would have did that, or I wouldn't put up with this and that. And you can barely keep a roof over your head. So I'm confused on why you have an opinion on somebody's relationship. Like, I don't know. That kind of took a left for me just now, but I'm like, I get it. It's true. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to having opinions and conclusions about other situations, you can always, I think that it's human nature to always have a bias towards, or to always think about something that you maybe should or would or, could have done in a certain situation and that's perfectly fine and normal but when you start to take that conclusion and assumption and you start to associate that with reality when it might not be reality because you haven't been through that and then you start to compare with other people's situations when you really don't know especially when you're a celebrity because that's a different type of life they go through different type of things daily. They go through a lot of things we go through, obviously, because they're human. But there's a lot more eyes. There's a lot more scrutiny. There's a lot more pressure on them. And then on top of that, she is a Black woman. On top of that, people are looking to her as an idol, which is fine. I mean, she didn't ask for that. It's not like she asked for it. But she has people just naturally looking up to her. So when you when something like this happens you know that you have to you have to defend yourself tenfold because of who you are and not only who you know you are but who people perceive you to be well one thing i kind of wanted to wait and and hear you guys first before i like chimed in but i think something that the two of you are really touching on is the idea of patriarchy we we haven't fully said it um but i think it's important to say it because That's what this is. When we have Black women who are under attack, right, and it seems like it's being perpetuated by Black women or by Black people, there is this system that's already in place that we have adopted and we've taken on, and it is what perpetuates this cycle of oppression upon our own. Mm. And so when it comes to, when we talk about this, like, double standard that exists, like, people are coming for Jada, they're not coming for Will, people just keep on ignoring the fact that they blatantly said in the Red Table talk that Jada was like, you've already paid me back. Remember that. Don't, (laughs) you ain't got to be petty no more because you've already done that. You've already done what you've done. And so this is me living in my space and living in my truth. And now I'm just, I didn't necessarily want to come out and say all this, but looks like my hand was forced. I had to do it. And somehow that seemed to be completely just vaporized. Like That didn't matter that Will said that, um, that they had that because it was only about Jada and the bad things that she had done. Because the expectation is that a woman and a wife is just supposed to be perfect, can do no wrong. You, you care for the man, you care for the kids, you care for the household, you make sure that everything's good. Men can screw up a thousand times and women are expected to forgive, right? Forgive, forget, move on. And then that's seen as a a sign of strength. You know, a lot of times 
when you know marriages fall apart or are on the brink of you know divorce or breaking up or whatever if a woman can decide that she wants to stay in it she's seen as very strong like wow that a good woman like she stayed with me like through some hard times but you reverse those roles one time one time you reverse those roles yeah and it's like nah done with her over done she's terrible can't do it can't forgive her i would love to be able to know a little bit more to be a fly on the wall you know with no cameras and really hear like this open dialogue between will and jada because I think that that would be way more raw than what we've gotten, obviously, because I do wonder, you know, what are their expectations of one another? What does marriage mean to them or this new life partnership? Like, what exactly is that to them that this can happen? They can have a conversation as open as they did with a whole bunch of cameras. And, you know, Will can just openly be able to speak to his wife about, a moment where their marriage was literally about to end. She starts seeing somebody who's 20 years younger than her. And what is that? Like, what does that look like? What is that conversation like? They spoke about it in a very matter of fact, but I just like, I'm so curious to know, like, where's the emotions? How exactly did Will feel about that? I feel like a lot of people kind of put their own emotions onto it. But in that Red Table Talk, I don't really think we got a good grasp on how like, or at least Will didn't say it. Now we can be like entanglement. Nah, that was a relationship. Like we can get, we can pull some, but. He made her say that. Cause she's like, yeah, an entanglement. He said, entanglement? He said, no. Yeah. Relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like, we still didn't really get a gauge on like, yeah. Like it wasn't like he was like, you're my wife. You're not supposed to do that. You did it. Like he, he, he didn't rip her to shreds. He didn't do that. I mean, he would out sin cast the first stone. That's how I feel. Again, like you're saying, there's so much that we don't know. Her hand really was forced. Like this was not going to come out unless something like this where August felt the need to come out and bring this up for some reason. I don't know. I don't want to criticize his reason for doing it because everybody, you know, has their own reasoning for acknowledging their own pain. Right. Everyone has their own way of doing that. So I don't want to necessarily critique how he does it. I mean, I definitely question his reason behind it. Some way I'm kind of contradicting myself because it's like, I'm thinking about it, you know? I'm thinking about the reasoning behind him bringing it up. Well, the clip where he's, you know, addressing the situation with him and Jada was, what, maybe two, three minutes, even though that interview with Angela Yee was like over an hour. What stood out to me, I guess, was I thought maybe Angela, like when I saw the clip on like Twitter and social media, I thought maybe there were some more leading questions that like kind of forced him to go that way like to start you know like talking about it and answer those questions the way that he did but then when I watched the full thing Angela didn't really ask like any leading questions it was very like you know just open discussion and he just took it there like 100% just went right for it and you know, as an interviewer, there's no way that you're not gonna, that's a story. There's no way that you're not going to dig deeper into that. And Angela, I mean, did it in a way where she seemed like very caring and stuff, but she's an interviewer. She's trying to get the juice, get the tea. And so I was just 
really shocked that he went into it like that and then was like and will gave me his blessing and i'm like okay so you you're trying to muddy the waters here (laughs) that's what you're trying to do because didn't we talk about celebrity celebrity everybody's wrapped up in your life you're on a on a stage spotlight on you 24 7 you go on to this platform and you start saying something private like that when people already were speculating that there was something more there than just her being a mother figure figure to you like no you knew what you were doing and you knew that that could help you help with whatever releasing this song don't even get me started on that like you you we know what you're doing like that's what I'm saying. Like, I do, I definitely do feel like he had um, a genuine reason for releasing that. I do feel like he was heavy on his heart. And I, I say that because even in the interview with Will and Jada, she, they low-key tried to kind of play with him. But she was just like, yeah, I haven't spoken to August and she didn't even put a number on it. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. So we, we get how that ended. And essentially she said, like, basically when she started to find herself through that entire situation and just realized that she couldn't be happy seeking that happiness from someone else. She basically said that, you know, I guess she was coming to terms with, you know, she still wanted to at least have a conversation with Will, like to work it out. And August was upset about that. And so I'm, I'm guessing that's Mm. when it ended. And she also touched on the fact that nobody could give anyone permission to talk to her or be with her Mm -hmm. other than herself, which Mm -hmm. I commend her for that because you have to take ownership because again, people see you, especially as a black woman, as an object, as you don't have any say so or anything. And you definitely do over your space, over whatever it is, no matter how it looks to anybody else, like you own that. So I do commend her in claiming that in that moment. And I think that when August addressed it in his interview and he said that Will gave him permission, he was saying it in a way that they all knew about it. And then he was also saying it in a way that he had never basically loved somebody like that. Like he's never given that much of himself to somebody in that way. I think there was a kind of like awakening for him because... I think he was caught between between two things, you know. Am I doing this for for genuine and solid reasons? Did I just open this can of worms, you know, because I genuinely wanted to speak on the hurt and the pain and whatever he was going through or bring awareness to the mental illness, to the physical illness that he was going through or did he bring that up to essentially get back at them for I guess ending it the way it ended i feel like there's just so many so many loopholes there but nonetheless i think how people are not looking at it especially black people and how they should be is that these are all individuals they have their own minds they have their own way of life but i'm assuming when you get to the point in a marriage where you're at your wits end in that interview with uh, will and jada she said i have not been happy for a very long time and when she said that, like, that hit home for everybody overlooked, like Sydney said, everybody overlooked that. Nobody even heard, like, what she was saying. And I'm reading through the lines of what she's saying or trying to as best I can. I'm like, 
she was not happy. No, that's not an excuse. I really think that when it comes to looking at the situation as a whole, people fail to remember how fragile and how human, you know, women can can be. And I think we're the most fragile, but as Black women, we're held to, like you said, like this, this standard that we have to be the bulldogs, but you go, you also got to be gentle and, and we need to stop canceling people. I think that's like the call to action. Like, Stop canceling people for being human. If it were you right there in that limelight, you would want a second chance. I agree. I agree. I think actually that's a perfect segue to talk about uh, Meg Thee Stallion and the Tory Lane situation. This happened, what was it, last Sunday? Meg was shot by somebody, allegedly Tory Lane's. The way that the internet is responding right. is very callous. I... I I, I'm really surprised. Like, I mean, I'm not though, because when, you know, when she first came out and she said, guys, I wasn't arrested or whatever. Like I saw this picture that was circulating of her when her mugshot from like 2015 and it was a mugshot of her and it was a mugshot of Tory Lanez. And it was saying how Tory Lanez is a victim of domestic violence because apparently, allegedly, um, Meg Thee Stallion was fighting him, like beating on him basically because they got into a heated argument. There was liquor involved. They were at a party, Kylie Jenner, um, at Kylie Jenner's party. And allegedly, mm. um, Kylie was flirting with Tory Lanez. So this is why Meg Thee Stallion was upset. Wow. Exactly. Like the story, this story sounds crazy, right? But this is the kind of stuff that people spread around yeah. because they want they want their point to be proven about black women so bad that they will put things together and they'll manufacture these outcomes within their own minds and they'll literally put them out there and people just believe them. Like literally I saw these comments and people were like, like talking about her makeup and talking about how like, it's crazy how she went to jail like that and like all this stuff. But mind you, nobody did the research. Nobody did the research to find out where did this picture come from? Like where the documentation, because all this information is public. Nobody cares. It's really exact. You don't care to. You care more. Would rather be right and to prove your whatever agenda or um, story that you made up in your mind. You would rather prove that story to be true than to go figure out whether it is or not. Yeah. Even looking into that, I still wasn't able to piece together, so, but so much information. So yeah. I don't want to talk about it too heavy. But I think the main thing that I wanted that you know we wanted to discuss and mention is the fact that when it comes to black women and how we're looked at how we're perceived and just the value placed over our our lives is a joke to so many this can go so far and we were literally just talking last week about the medical industry and black women and serena knew her body she knew something was going wrong and she had to beg these doctors to test her. She had a great like intuition feeling that, you know, something was wrong with her all the way up until somebody you're riding in a car, somebody shoots at you and it could potentially be somebody, you know, somebody you don't either way, you just automatically assume that I'm lying about like, why would I, why would I lie about that? And I think that's what scares me the most is that assumption um, that stereotype, that stigma that is stuck on us and that we, to an extent, adopt, which is even more scarier because if you start to believe that you aren't a person, that your thoughts and your feelings don't matter, they're not valid, 
nine times out of 10, you shouldn't even say anything because nobody's going to believe you anyway because of the color of your skin and the fact that you're a woman. That's detrimental to so many, not just that person, but the people who come after. It goes, it goes so far back, like all the way to slavery. There's so many stories that will, will never be covered and have never been covered about, you know, kidnapping, uh, rapes, and just so much that our stories are just untold and nobody believes us because we have to be lying. You know, we had to have wanted it. We, we had to have done something wrong. We had, we must've looked at them wrong. You know, why is the blame always placed on the woman? Like, why can't she just live in her truth and that be that? Why can't, why can't it just be that? There's nothing wrong with fact checking, nothing at all, but for you to automatically assume that my experiences, like we were talking about earlier, Jada, is an opinion. And my experiences, is it, it, it's something that lives in this, this fantasy, unrealistic world. It's very uh, disheartening um, and it's heartbreaking. And I sometimes when I look at certain situations in some cases, and even when I think about like mass incarceration and I think about how Black women in jails like that's never or rarely ever covered how there's just so many of us just seeping through the cracks and why people don't come forward why people don't even that hope that somebody would would take them seriously is diminished diminished like in that moment that something happens to them is diminished why would i even bring it to the police nobody's going to protect me anyway this is what it's about and i think that it's so important for us to have this conversation because just like megan said nobody is going to know this walk of life but us nobody can tell you about it nobody you can have all the speculation you want you could piece together like you said jada your perception of how we are and how we think and why we move the way we do but you will never know we walk this shit every day every day that's literally why we as black people in general don't have anybody else looking out for us no one especially not black women if that's the case and we know that we must do everything in our in our power in our ability in our spirit everything wholeheartedly we must combat that intentionally and make sure that we listen when when black women decide that they do want to speak up we listen we hear them with open ears with understanding with warmth yeah so that this can stop no one else is looking out for us we must look out for ourselves our community not individuals we together and and it's been such an intentional like just in history it's been it's been so many people's agenda to break us up to split us apart to continue to knock down black women and i truly i mean we they already now scientists want to keep on saying the first human being ever was a black woman somewhere in africa now they want to say it we are the original mothers we are the mothers of the earth we must be protected and that starts with other people in our community listening to us supporting us being there for us and continuing to let our community grow in a positive and healthy way that's where it starts Absolutely. Community is everything. And that's actually one of the main reasons why we started Space, Time, and Energy, because of community, union, 
you know, not only amongst black women, but with black men too. They got to get on board. Mm-hmm. We need to all be on board. And black women, we need to be on board with ourselves because yeah. again, we are the original mitochondria. We are the original creators. We are. We need to stand up. We have to do what we have to do. And I think we're going in a in a great direction. I do want to say that just on a positive note. I even though there's all this noise going on, we talk mm-hmm. about this a lot here. There's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of ploys in place to yeah. make us believe that we're smaller than we are. And in reality, our community is probably stronger now than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. With social media, yeah and honestly like if you read the comments typically they come from young ignorant people yeah they don't come from people who are like us there are so many other people who are like us who are like-minded who are having these conversations at home who do believe these things and who are actively taking action and educating their children and whomever else will listen there are i really encourage like we talked about last week some of the things that you can do to make sure that you feel like you're included is joining groups that do that are have like-minded people join those groups get around those kinds of people it's so important that you fill your mind with what you're looking to promote it's so important that you get around these people because they're they're out here we're out here there are so many groups that i've joined just recently within the last 12 months that are just black women doing things that I love to do that I maybe thought I'd never have a chance to do or just because I want to get around people who are defying all odds. It definitely is important to point out that we are moving. People are recognizing, people are organizing. It's so important to know that the moves that are being made are not going to be made on a pedestal, but you're going to see the outcome. When, when it's time for you to see, that's when the light will shine. I look at young black girls in particular and like even like my little cousins right and sometimes I have to catch myself because I'm quick to be like that motherly figure or quick to judge granted when I was their age I felt like I was just a little bit more mature but that they essentially are adapting and moving in with their generation, you know, still wanting to feel like socially accepted, but then also realizing and like that internal fight and battle with knowing that you're destined for something greater and knowing that what's around you, who is around you is very important. And the coming to the realization, facing the truth that as a black woman, when you have people around you who essentially are going the opposite way that you need to go, it's it's the most detrimental than anybody else who was surrounded by people who are not for them, you know, because that's, that's really like a dead end, unfortunately. Now you realize why your grandmother said certain things, why your mom said certain things, why you weren't around certain people when you were younger or things of that nature. You know, it's just, it's kind of like just the nature of the black community and how we've literally been turned against one another and how it's been done so, so strategically, how they've executed it time and time again. And getting to the root of that, wanting to know who you are and why you think the way you do and why you move the way you do, 
it's interesting how this kind of came full circle with us from our very first episode to our now 11th episode and end of season one. I think it's amazing. The first episode that we had was Masking Feelings, I believe. And that really comes full circle now because as Black women, we need to know, understand, and be comfortable with us speaking out and not, and uncovering ourselves and being okay with the outcome because at the end of the day, we're going to be regardless if we want to or not. So you might as well live in it a hundred thousand percent. And if those who are around you don't approve of that, we're going to be here regardless. And maybe they shouldn't be. And maybe they shouldn't be. Amen. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) How about that? So take heed, don't mask your, you know, don't mask your feelings, open them up, you know, because somebody's going to listen, somebody wants you, somebody's been through what you've been through, somebody's going through, somebody will go through what you're going through. Yeah, my main takeaway as a Black woman, if I was in that situation, I would have to have solitude and I would really have to realize and recognize that before anyone else my husband, my kids, anyone else who was looking at me, the person who I had an affair with, or, you know, who I was in a relationship with, I won't even call it an affair because they said they were, you know, they mutually said they weren't together. So I'm I'm not even going to do that to her. Um, I would have to find solace and peace and forgiveness within myself. And I would really have to come to terms with that before I had a conversation with anyone, before I acknowledge anyone else, because the moment, if, because if I don't have forgiveness for myself and we start to have a conversation about it, the my innate reaction and instinct is going to be to rip myself apart. And guess what? Everybody else is already doing that. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what are you left with? Nothing. You're left with shreds. Absolutely nothing. And guess who played a major role in that? You did. Because you set the tone for how other people are going to come at you. So yes, I feel like you can acknowledge and feel however you, however you feel. I I feel like that's very important, but you have to forgive yourself and realize that you're human and acknowledge what you've learned through it. Um, Her main thing that she admitted to was that she learned that she can't fix people through the trauma that she basically was trying to heal by fixing people. So you know, like she, she thought that that was going to fix her by fixing other people. And that's not how it works. And you have that space to learn that at 40. There's no destination. Like right. you got to stop looking at life. Like there's a destination. There's literally no destination. Like, yeah, there's so many things that we can learn at 40 at 60. My, like I told you last week, my grandma just picked up on some things and she's, you know, going into her, her, she's, going into her 80s like she legit is still learning things that even though she may have witnessed or gone through or or experienced as a child or as a teenager she's still learning to overcome those things yeah in her elderly years there's there's no destination for growth I think I just need to give like celebrities a little bit of props just a little bit because to have so many people minding your business (laughs) on a daily basis mm-hmm. feels like another form of imprisonment. And wow. um, that is, I was actually talking to somebody about this a few weeks ago. Like, can you imagine 
just wanting to walk out of your home to get, I don't know, a bottle of juice and having cameras, these people, that people, you can't get a block without yeah. 40 stories being written about you and what you're doing. Right. So I think in that regard, as we continue to say celebrities are still human beings, to have to deal with that as a human being mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. it can make it really hard to allow yourself the space to grow and to learn and to live a healthy life. The fact that Jada has gotten to a point in her life where she kind of knows who she is, what she wants, what is fulfilling for her, what makes her happy, all that kind of stuff. And she kind of did that on her own, right? Like, I think that that's awesome. She's been in the limelight for years, right? Like, how how long? Jada was, what, in her early 20s when, like, I don't even know how old she was when A Different World came out. 19 or something? Yeah. Yeah. like, And they even got together young. They said that. Yeah. 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 You don't, you haven't had the space to be able to grow. And she's finally getting there. And so I give her props for that. And, you know, it really is just piggybacking off of what you guys have said, um, because it's all valid and it's all true. It's never too late continue to grow, continue to embrace a growth mindset, stop tearing each other down, man. We got to stop doing it. We, we must, because as you said, Chantel, we're already hard on ourselves. We already are. We don't need other people being hard on us too. We need more upliftment. We need more support. And so I'm not going to knock Jada as far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm not going to do it. There are a lot of really bad relationships out there. There's just a lot of bad out there. And I'm not saying it justifies anything, but I am saying that she needed to figure it out. Yeah. She took, a, she took maybe what some may consider an unconventional way of going about it, yep. but she needed to figure it out so that she could get to a better place in her life. And that's what she did. And that's what we all need to do. I feel like August, he definitely needs to, you know, to, he, he needs to take his time and he oh needs God. to figure out what he needs in order to fulfill himself. Yeah. Forget the pettiness because we all know that this is petty. It is definitely petty. But beyond all of that, we know where he was. A a lot of times we mask our own, even if it's physical, if we're feeling like we're in a state of weakness, we use love to patch that up. We think that loving somebody or being loved is going to heal you. And that you have to do that for yourself. Right. You have to figure out what you what kind of space you need to be put in in order for you to fully hear yourself, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally, depending, doesn't matter. You have to figure that out. You can't put your heart in somebody else's hands and be upset when they drop it. Right. When it's yours, it's attached to you. That's your, they have their own. Protect yourself at all costs. It's very important to highlight the fact that you are your own. But uh, within your own, within your self-love, within your self-care, you're able to open your mind, heart, and extend that love and that care to other people without draining and fully losing yourself. Because to be honest, everybody who's going around bashing Black women are forgetting that without us, you wouldn't be able to breathe. So, season, so, two, like, season, yeah, two. season two, season two, coming soon. Definitely, I want to.
want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to our last episode, episode 11 of season one. We hope that this message served you in the best way, supporting your ever-evolving space. Please do stay connected to us, even though we will um, be reconvening within two months. We'd love to hear your feedback. Our Instagram is at Space Time and Energy. We love to hear your suggestions. Uh, we're forever growing and for topic and guest inquiries for when we come back for season two, you can email us at info at spacetimeandenergy.com. Please do not forget to dominate your space, cherish your time, and protect your energy. Love you guys. Thank you again. <laughs>